0: This is SG2 Perspectives, a conversation with SG2 experts and industry thought leaders about the biggest trends in healthcare and what we expect that's going to mean for the future of healthcare delivery.
1: You absolutely need to make this a win-win for both the providers as well as the consumers. Reducing administrative complexity is a win for both sides. Really engaging those providers as leaders, they are the most trusted source For the consumers, look at how many consumers moved to virtual because their provider said, hey, this is the way we're going to be able to access care during COVID. And consumers really followed that lead.
0: Welcome to SG2 Perspectives. I'm your host, Trevor Durin. Members have been telling us and continue to tell us loud and clear that consumerism is an area where strategic planning teams are now just expected to incorporate consumer insights research into traditional growth planning. But at the same time, it's an area where most planning teams still feel like there's a data deficiency and it's hard to connect to some of our traditional growth and volume data. So here to help us make sense of how we need to bring consumerism into both near and long-term growth are Mark Larson and Charlotte Brown Thank you so, so much for joining us. Mark, I'll go to you first. You've led our consumerism research for years. This new briefing is largely based on some consumer research you completed last year. What were some of the key findings, things that really popped, things you've shared with members that have really resonated from that most recent research?
1: Yeah, Trevor, I think the thing that's really interesting about our consumerism survey this year was we asked a lot of diverse questions. We reached out to our clients to identify where their biggest gaps were in consumer information. And one of the interesting things I thought about it was that it was about consumerism, but it was also really connected with significant growth opportunities for our clients. Everything that we saw predominantly was attached to access. And we found it based on what consumers said to us, there were some huge access opportunities. I could boil it down to three main topics. The first one is around brand and loyalty. We asked a couple questions on brand and loyalty, and three quarters of the consumers are loyal to your health systems. I thought that was fantastic news. The downside of that was that. If access is constrained, 33% of consumers would move to another health system to identify a provider that they could trust. So they're loyal up until a certain point, but there's really an opportunity there to stitch together services and really create that frictionless journey across the system. The second thing is consumers want to understand that ambulatory shift. We even drilled down a little bit further into things like elective surgery. We said, well, geez, do consumers want to go to a hospital for that? Or do they want to go to an ASC? We thought, boy, they'd love to go to ASC because it's much more convenient. What we found was it was about access. Consumers want to make sure that they can access the surgeon they want or a surgeon that they're comfortable with a linkage to access in that ambulatory setting. The last piece, which was pretty alarming to me, was just the access gaps that are out there. A lot of this is post-pandemic. We know that, and this is nothing new, but some of those biggest areas of access problems or challenges like specialty visits and primary care visits, up to 25% of consumers across the board had trouble accessing specialists. If they're frustrated with access in some of these same areas, SG2 is forecasting 9% growth in specialty visits. This is a real opportunity. So we need to really get at those gaps and hunker down on access. It sounds so operational. We hear this from our clients, but the reality is it's not just operational, it is a strategic growth imperative. And we need to work together with operations, with marketing as
0: strategy leaders in the future. We'll come back to some of those access things, but there's a lot there. Charlotte, I want to hear from you. How are you kind of taking those conclusions and how are we messaging that, discussing it, informing, advising members related to that? Because those are some pretty big conclusions, especially when you connect the dots.
2: Absolutely, Trevor. And Mark highlighted the three focus areas that really health systems should be focused on really well. Health systems, you know, at the end of the day are tackling consumer acquisition in a number of different ways, from engaging consumers through digital strategies, thinking about how to create those new access channels or side doors into the system, which is really important to keep in mind that your front door is not the only entry point into your system of care, and keeping that close tie or that connection to your current patient base or customers to keep them coming back through your doors over and over again. And in our digitally enabled health industry, digital strategy really has allowed some of those internal teams, such as your marketing communications team, to retool their brand positioning strategy and think about how to customize that engagement with their consumer base and their patients or their existing customers. Mark hit a little bit on it, but we'll bring it out just a little bit more just to emphasize how important it is and how key it is for strategy and planning teams to really engage their marketing communications teams at the strategy goal setting stage to initiate that cross-team collaboration upfront, And that upfront collaboration truly allows your integrated marketing communications team to proactively work toward the message and the mediums and then really execute well in the go-to-market phases.
0: Well said. Thanks for wrapping that. So Mark, dig deeper into access. How have health systems tried to apply some of these findings and tweak or maybe make even more dramatic changes to how they've been thinking about access? Because right now, if it isn't already, it's gonna be soon really a kind of rate-limiting step on growth. The biggest
1: takeaway is that we can't think the way we have in the past. And we've been saying this in consumerism for a long time. So much of our strategies have been around building brick and mortar facilities, and it's becoming more and more important. And Charlotte brought that out too, collaborating with marketing. We know that's going to be more important for strategists to do in the future because we have to make sure we're messaging correctly our strategies to the marketplace. And that's going to get much more focused and segmented. We also know that we're going to have to work much more collaboratively with operations. Because operations and IT, they're going to have the tools to bridge the data and bring that together so that we can create some of these more seamless access points. The other piece, and this probably isn't as new, is just really working together with the physician leaders because without their support, we're going to have a very hard time making some of these operational changes in the clinical spaces. So there's a lot of opportunity there. If you think about it, drilling down deeper into access, Trevor, there's two things. Making sure that we have a good retention strategy. And in the briefing, we really laid out four areas that we can do that. Two of them are a little more traditional, in-clinic navigation just having navigators in the clinic, helping consumers, guiding them to the next step, especially for those chronic patients. The clinical contact center, which we've talked quite a bit over the years, still opportunities to make that much more seamless, bring more of the physicians, more of the visits, more of those next steps the consumers have to take into the clinical contact center. And then some newer areas where we're seeing more of our clients have more virtual connections, bringing those connections, that navigation on their iPhones so that they can more seamlessly navigate these incredibly complex architectures. And then AI-empowered care monitoring. And that really gets at using clinical information about the patients, the consumers, and really understanding when they may need to see a provider and not having to have somebody physically monitoring, using AI to help identify those with the greatest needs. The second piece That's one framework around ensuring that we have a good retention strategy and then being creative about new access channels. And there's tremendous opportunities. We highlighted a number of wonderful case studies in the briefing. So I really think it would be great for you guys to look those over and just be thinking about being more creative about it, thinking about partnerships and also engaging the community on some of those access opportunities.
2: You're absolutely right, Mark. And we absolutely have to think differently about the work to better meet our consumers more on their terms and when they need us. Mark and I really draw attention to our access challenges as a really savvy second strategy because as health system leaders and as a health system industry, there must be that intentional focus to keep your consumer attention on your services and keep your system top of mind. So rethinking access and being creative with that to help those consumers in your market who are thinking about their care needs as well as your existing patient base, so your existing customers, is so important to maintaining relevance now and in the future because consumers, bottom line, they have a number of alternate health-savvy options to consider for their care. And it's why our markets with limited access are seeing some of the highest penetration from disruptors because they're right in our backyards. They're closing in on our health systems because they've created those entry paths that really remove that consumer pain point What Mark and I really spoke to and brought through in the research and certainly in the briefing is that there are savvy ways to better meet consumers' needs and alleviate those pain points by thinking about those new innovative front or side door offerings. And our systems that are progressive and really heading in that direction, they are stepping up and working to solve that access challenge for their consumers and their community.
0: Charlotte and Mark, you've both talked about some new ways to think about and approach consumerism. Charlotte, I'm going to go back to you and lean on your background running liaison teams. Let's talk about some of the more traditional blocking and tackling. How can consumer focus actually strengthen referral relationship management and even improve care retention? Can it really work? Can we make a big impact here?
2: It's a great question and certainly one that we've started to receive on a number of different occasions. The short answer is yes, it can and it does work. Strengthening primary and specialty care transitions really in order to streamline the navigation for the consumer and our patient base is key. When I was on the system side in a physician relations or liaison capacity, Taking that analysis and really analyzing primary care utilization of key service lines and then prioritizing the service lines with the highest frequency and care utilization paired with good access were definitely places to look for ready growth streams and also an opportunity to really strengthen relationships with primary care clinicians as well as overall connectivity amongst providers connecting those referring primary care clinicians to highly utilized specialists and subspecialists to really unlock avenues to connect the referring providers patient base and then seal that growth all together. As health system leaders, you should definitely think about looking at that type of analysis in your market and really ask yourself, where are you going to strengthen those provider to provider relationships to ultimately streamline that navigation for your consumer base? A couple of key service lines take cancer and cardiovascular for instance that have good margin potential. They often generate high utilization and patients also have multiple recurring services and access is usually solid. They could be good opportunities for you to consider for your health system and thinking about strengthening the relationships amongst your clinicians to better meet your consumers' needs.
1: And Charlotte, one thing that we learned and we had a discussion with Lee Health on this is... You can even use that access challenge as an opportunity. And they were actually using data to identify how long it was taking to get to a specialist for the first visit, a referral from a primary care to a specialist. And they were using that data to say, hey, this is our scorecard. This is going to help us identify which type of physicians do we want to bring into the system. So leveraging that data in a very strategic way to identify what the next step should be is valuable.
0: Yeah. Thanks for that insight. Mark, I'm going to come back to you. So we've continued to have some great findings about digital preferences in this research, and I love sharing it with members. When we start talking about that, we get to the tough reality of how to make some of these insights actionable because what consumers want and what providers want usually doesn't align perfectly. How can systems be both consumer focused on their digital strategy without alienating providers, adding one more thing to an already incredibly stressed workforce?
1: The thing that we've seen be most effective and where leading health systems have typically turned, first of all, is that you absolutely need to make this a win-win for both the providers as well as the consumers. Reducing administrative complexity is a win for both sides. Making it easier for referrals benefits the provider practice as well as the consumers. We're going to be getting more and more into leveraging data. We have much more interconnectivity with electronic health records. How do we really do that to ensure that we make it much more seamless? The second thing is just engaging the providers as leaders in the process. I always remember this conversation I had with the physician leaders at Cleveland Clinic, and that was their approach. They really asked the providers, the physicians, to step up and lead these initiatives and find those individuals that were passionate about making better access for consumers, making it much more seamless. So really engaging those providers as leaders, they are the most trusted source for the consumers. The other thing we learned is consumers will follow them if they are leaders in these process changes. And I think we've seen that with virtual health. Look at how many consumers moved to virtual because their providers said, hey, this is the way we're going to be able to access care during COVID. And consumers really followed that lead. So I think those are the two big opportunities. We're going to have more and more opportunities. Bring the operations team into this. You're going to have to as strategic leaders because without them, it is going to be very difficult to move this. Physicians, marketing, and operations. You make a great team. And we've seen this work. I remember having a discussion with Virtua in New Jersey, and that was their group. And that's how they made their contact center much more seamless for consumers. So a couple thoughts for folks to take away there.
2: What Mark highlights really, really well is that truly involved team, your clinical physician leadership, operations, and then strategy and marketing that really should be collaborating as a closely connected team in order to really execute very well, prioritizing strategies and really focusing for your footprint. You can't do it all or adopt every digital tool. And so it's important to identify the most effective digital strategies and channels for your system's health customers and really ensuring that they're easy to access and understand. They're easy to use and certainly easy to navigate across population segments.
0: That's a terrific note to end on. Charlotte and Mark, thanks so much for sharing this new research, what you're hearing from members and your insights about bolstering consumer influence. And thanks so much for our listeners for joining us for another great episode of SG2 Perspectives. Charlotte and Mark, look forward to having you on again soon. Thanks so much for listening to SG2 Perspectives. As always, I really value your feedback, input, comments, or ideas for episodes. And you can reach us at SG2 Perspectives at SG2.com. Additionally, I recommend that you check out some of the other Vizient podcasts, which cover a range of clinical and operational areas. Those can all be found at VizientInc.com backslash podcasts.